Hallelujah. Wonderful. Would you please put your best hand clap together for Pastor Vince Vincent? Hallelujah. How y'all doing tonight? Praise God. God is in this place. And if you're not feeling his presence right now, I want you to know that the problem is not the place where you're at. I'm going to leave it at that. Hallelujah. Praise God. Open your Bibles with me to Psalms 51 and you want to put a finger in James chapter 1. Hallelujah. Psalms 51. And in James chapter 1, in Psalms 51, I'll be reading verses 1 through 10. And in James chapter 1, I'll be reading verses 23 and 24. Can we all stand for the reading of God's word? <laughs> Hallelujah. Psalms chapter 51, verse 1, it says, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, Blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me against you. You only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are right and your verdict in your verdict and justified when you judge. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me, and yet you desired faithfulness even in the womb. You taught me wisdom in that secret place. Cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquity creating me a pure heart oh God and renew a steadfast spirit within me turn quickly to James chapter 1 verses 23 and 24 read like this anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. Father, we thank you for your word. Let it be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path to reveal your will for our lives tonight. And every night, every day of our lives, may we walk in the center of your will. May we be transformed by the renewing of our minds. May we be conformed to the very image of your son that in every way possible, we would be more like him. In Jesus' name, we all pray these things. In agreement, say amen. And you may be seated. Wow. What a powerful passage of scripture we find in, in Psalms 51 where David is repenting of his sin that he committed in the life of Bathsheba and her husband Uriah. And he finds himself devoid of joy and devoid of peace. And I want you to know it's hard to have peace when you're in the midst of your sin. It's hard to get your joy back when you know you're falling short of the glory. 
It's hard to get your praise on and you know you've been messing up. And you got to praise God through your mess and through your distress. And I'm not, I'm not saying that you don't praise God in your problems. I'm saying in the things that you know that you're doing that you have not overcome in your life and something that's overcome you and influenced you in an ungodly way and you've done that and you come to try to make peace with God. It, it just don't, it's just not, you just can't live like you want to live and come in here and then worship like you want to worship. I mean, you can put on a facade, you can put on a face, but your heart will not be in it. I like David. He was found out in his sin, and he says, God, I'm not right. I ain't trying to hide nothing from nobody, especially from you. And he comes to God in a specific way to get right. I want you to know that every now and then, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. Thinking that you stand, lest you fall. You got to look yourself in the mirror. You got to look at that one that's up in the morning, and you got to tell your truth about the person that you're looking at. I just want you to know, just in case you didn't know, the Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But it also says be holy, even as I am holy. And you know, some of us are better at looking at other people than we are at looking at ourselves. Case in point, I want you to know that this sermon ain't about you. Okay, just in case you was thinking it was you. Okay, I want you to know that when I was up in the morning and you get up for EMP, you know, and I looked at myself and I said, man, I said, you know, there's some things in me that need to change. And immediately God got in agreement with me. (laughs) You (laughs) You know, for some things you want to be rebuked. Oh, Pastor Vince, don't be so hard on yourself. I'm waiting for God to say that. Okay, but but he was like, oh, you ain't said nothing yet. (laughs) And I said, God, you know, what's going on? And and God said, let me help you. And he started to reveal to me some things that was in my heart that needed to change. So for once, I'm not preaching to you. I'm preaching to myself. (laughs) And maybe if I preach to myself, maybe it'll help you. The Bible says examine yourself. And, and, and you know, we just not that good at examining ourselves and telling ourselves the truth. We examine ourselves, you know, and, 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 and the Bible says, man, you walk away after examining yourself, forget what you saw. And see, sometimes, you know, I forget what I saw in the mirror. You don't want to see what I see in the mirror in the morning, okay? I mean, it's just like, oh, It'll mess you up. And it messed me up. And I said, oh, my goodness, I could do it a little physical therapy. <laughs> a little bit. A little exercise in the morning, you know. I need to eat right, you know. And then by the time I got to the kitchen, though, I have convinced myself. <laughs> ah! You know what I'm saying? You know, that was, it was quick, man. It ain't that far to the kitchen from my bedroom. I think I did that on purpose. But, you know, I forgot, you know, the resolve that I had. Well, you know, today, God, you know, you know, by the time I got to the kitchen, by the time I finished breakfast, man, I was ready for a nap. I wasn't ready to go out and do nothing, run, walk, 
you know, even watch other people run and walk. I wasn't even ready for that. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, I forgot that quick and, 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 and God quickened in my heart. And he said, see, man, do you know what? Sometimes you get up in the morning and you said, you know, I'm going to live this day righteous. And by the end of the day, man, I look back on the day and I said, man, you know, God, I failed you and I messed up. None of this stuff is going to help you, but it's going to help me and stuff. Because like David, you know, when I found myself and it was revealed to me and it came to my realization that I wasn't right with God, David went on a prayer thing, man, that changed his whole life. There's something that happens when you look in the mirror and find that there's things that are wrong that you got to fix. Oh, my goodness. Let me tell you what David said. He said, have mercy on me, O God. According to your unfailing love. According to your great compassion. Now, watch this. He says, blot out my transgressions. A lot of us don't think we made mistakes. You know, a lot of times we're just looking at what other people did. And we like to divorce ourselves from the mistakes that we made, the errors that we made, and we just like to look at other people's errors. I remember that Jesus was dealing with a whole group of people that was looking at somebody else's error. And when he brought it to mind about their errors, they lost all their strength about what they was going to do to somebody else. And we're always willing to put somebody else up on the block and judge them, ready to beat them up, ready to bring all kind of manner of accusation against them until God remembers, causes us to remember our sin. There was a lady caught in adultery and they, was, they had stones in their hands until Jesus reminded them of their shortcomings. You know, we look at, they shouldn't have treated her like that. Ooh, what we do to each other. You know that Paul said, be careful that you don't bite and devour one another because y'all chew each other up and eat yourselves up. You know, churches are destroyed from the inside out, not from the outside in. Be careful. Hallelujah. Who you been talking about? (laughs) Uh, Who you been messing with? David said, have mercy on me. And if you want mercy, you got to be merciful. You know, some people, you know, they, they just mean, you know, and I know kind of how they got that way. You know, sometimes people, when they unmerciful to people, cause people to be unmerciful. You got to watch out that you don't end up some, some, some old bitter Christian. You know, putting everybody down. I'm going to tell you, that'll never solve your problem. That'll never solve your situation with God. You got to work from the inside out. You got to start with you, hallelujah, and work your way back into the grace of God. You can't blame where you at on other people. If you do that, you will be a wasted life. And you will say, oh, if only kind of Christian. If only they, them. David recognized where the problem was. He didn't try to blame Bathsheba. He didn't try to blame Nathan for pointing out. Okay. He went to God and he said, have mercy on me. And he asked God to blot out his transgressions. What faith did David have that God could erase his sins? 
Now, I I need a little bit of faith like that. I want you to know that in the end, David had to pay a heavy price. But I want you to know that even though he had to pay a heavy price, his relationship with God was restored. And his family was blessed before them. When you read the Bible, you'll see a lot of times that God started off talking about somebody. He said they did evil in his sight. He said, but yet for, for David's sake, I will not remove you. For David's sake, I'm not going to take my hand off of you. There was a curse that came upon his family through him, but for his sake, his righteousness turned it all around. And if you will turn around, God will turn it around for you. Wow. Wow. (laughs) It says, for I know my transgressions. My sin is always before me. I like David because David is looking in the mirror and he's not lying to himself. He's telling himself the truth, man. He's going, dang, I'm messed up. God, I'm torn from the flow up. You know, I'm messed up from the neck up. I need your help. If more Christians would cry like that, man, I can't tell you what amount of change will happen in your families. I can't tell you what kind of negative situations and circumstances God will turn around and begin to work it together for your good. I can't tell you how your neighborhood will change as you decided not to take revenge on your neighbors for what they did to you, but for their evil, return good. Uh Uh-huh. I know that wasn't going to go over good. Praise God. Hallelujah. But it's true. You know, we want to sit around and talk about people, but we won't want to do what God told us to do and be toward them. We all have our excuses to pick up stones and try to throw them at people. Yeah. But you know what? I'm not here to accuse people. I'm here to help you. Okay, like God is helping me. And he helped me, man, get through my circumstances, situations by taking a look at myself. You know, whoa. With eyes wide open. He said, man. He says, against you and you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. You got to know that God is a good judge. And he's knowing what you've done. But he takes special considerations when you come to him and confess your sins before him. The Bible says when you confess your sins to God, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. God will do it. But you got to be honest with him. You got to be honest with yourself and, and, and go before God and talk to him like you would a loving father. And say, you know, daddy, I, I messed up. I want you to know that this, this sermon is better in the end than it is in the beginning. Just in case you was wondering. You guys know this song? Have mercy on me, oh God. Sing it. According to your unfailing love. According to your great compassion. Blot out my transgressions. Have mercy on me, oh God. According to your unfailing love. Wash away my iniquity. And cleanse me from my sin. 
And I will be whiter than snow. I will be whiter than snow. By the blood I am whiter than snow. Oh, I am made whiter than snow. It's hard for me to get a picture of that, just in case you was wondering. <laughs> but I understand <laughs> what God was trying to say, you know. <laughs> I can't help it, man. I just see this picture uh, whiter than snow. Okay. But anyway, hallelujah. But he was talking about being cleansed from his sins. Now, that's different. That's a little step further than being forgiven for your sins. Being cleansed from your sins is having that thing washed from you. Because the enemy will always try to bring up your sin. He'll always try to bring up your past. He always go bring up what you did. But I want you to know, if you're busy about doing what God has called you to do, it will erase, it will eradicate what you've done in your past. God will avenge your disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. You cannot hang out on your past. You got to release that thing, confess that thing, be washed from that thing, be cleansed from that thing, and go on and do that thing which God has called you to do. Hey! When Hezekiah was dying, he didn't do everything right. But when the prophet came in, he said, oh, no, I am undone. I'm messed up and I'm going to die. And he rolled off the bed and said, God, forgive me. Remember the stuff that I did. Remember how I tore down my high places. Remember how I restored the word and, and your priest and your temple. And boom, God says, yeah, I remember. Give him that man another 15 years. You got to start working together good things. You got to start sowing some good seed. You can overcome your past with your present goodness. You can. You can outdo what you've done in the past. You can pay it back. Ooh. People complain about the tithe, Jack. I used to sit in the bars till they closed. And never once complained about killing myself, setting myself up to drive into that telephone pole and wrap that thing around the car and everything. I I never once complained about that. I was trying to kill myself, and that man was was making sure to happen. As long as I kept dishing out that money, he kept making sure I was trying to kill myself. (sighs) Forget all about that stuff about um, about a a bartender judging you to have too much to drink. Because I grew up in bars. I ain't never seen not one of them refuse to give anybody anything. I don't know. You know, they was, as long as they kept pulling that money out, they kept putting that drink on the, on the bar and says, you know, go ahead, drink to your full, you know. And here, you know, let me open your car door for you, put your keys in, start your car, and you're going on your merry way. How many bartenders you've seen persecuted for giving somebody too many? I'm just saying. Yeah, y'all, y'all crazy. Y'all think the world is trying to do y'all good, but they're not. And stuff, I've been there. I never complained about the money I spent in a bar. And then, but did somebody try to take a tithe from me? <laughs> now all of a sudden I'm gonna pull out my legal book. I got I got all these excuses. <laughs> and then there's there's the really good people. They they garages is full of QVC and <laughs> 
driving that brand new Buick and complaining about the time. I'm <laughs> just like, good Lord, God need to help some of us. You know, I said, God, when you bless me, I'm not going to forget about you. God, when you bless me, I'm not going to take my money and spend it on something that will cause me to say that I can't tithe because I don't have the money. All right, y'all will catch me. Go out and buy the motorhome and then complain to God you don't have enough money coming in. (laughs) What a devil we got to fight. But I just want you to know that David was in touch with himself. He understand that he had to be cleansed, that he had to be wiped clean. And at the end of all this in verse number 10, he he prays one of the one of the most well-known praise in all the Bible, creating me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. What a heart of humility. This man was a king on the earth, but he bowed his knee to the Lord of Lords. He says, the only person that can really clean me up, the only person that can really make me right, it's not the psychiatrist. It's not my husband. It's not my wife. Hallelujah. Only you, God, can make things right in my spirit. Only you can cleanse me, Lord, from the mess that I have created, Lord, in in my mind and in my heart. Only you can get in there where it's deep down to the roots, Lord, and clean me out and make me whole and make me strong and make me bold. Make me a ready witness of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, a vessel of honor, so that when the enemy comes and tries to remind me of my past, I'll remind him about how far God has brought me. I said, Satan, you had me at one time, and I was in your clutches, but the Lord, he rescued me from you. Hallelujah. Now I'm free, and now I'm setting other people. Oh, stop. Jesus. Now I'm setting other people free. It's one thing to be delivered from myself, but now I'm working in my family. Hallelujah. The mighty things of God. Oh. Oh, God, you make us stronger than our enemies. And what used to beat us up, now we've beaten some stuff up. Just so you know, I quoted some scripture in Matthew chapter 7, verses 4 and 5. It it says, oh, how wilt thou say to thy brother, let me pull out the mote out of thy eye. That's a, a tiny speck. And behold, the beam is in my own eye. Thou hypocrite, first cast the beam out of thine own eye, and then thou shalt see clearly to cast the moat out of thy brother's eye. You know, sometimes we try to fix people before we fixed. It don't work that way. We got to get right before God, and then we can help somebody else. I see so many people in a mess trying to help other people. You know, I, I, I don't like side, um, sidewalk Christians. You know, they don't go to church. They just hang outside the church. They don't do nothing in the church. They just comment on what the church is doing. And then they try to tell you how to live. Hold up. Wait a minute. What qualifies you to speak in somebody's life and God's not doing anything through you? See, I might not be perfect. And I might not be the smartest guy in the world. I might not be the thinnest, most muscular guy in the world either. (laughs) I might not be all of that. But you know what? As much to the degree I can, I'm a man of God. Hallelujah. Whoa. Filled with the Holy Ghost, filled with anointing, and filled with the power, just like you are. 
We are all servants of the Most High God. Hallelujah. And God won't let me mess with you until I've checked myself. A lot of people come to me, you know, for counseling. And I want you to know because I've been through some things. And, 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 and I've, seen, I've seen evil. You know, I've, I've lived with it, you know. And because, but because God has washed me and because God has cleansed me, because God has delivered me, because God has set me free, I can speak into somebody else's life. And stuff. But I want you to know it's a heavy price we pay. Because we got to get up in the morning and tell ourselves the truth. Because we can't tell nobody else the truth. And I'm talking about ministers and pastors and teachers. We got to get up and tell ourselves the truth before we can tell. I'm telling you, man, I go through some, some stuff in the mornings. I, a lot of mornings I get up and rejoice. But this morning wasn't one of those mornings. This morning was one of those mornings I had to get up and check myself from the neck up. And I do that. I say, well, God, you know, is there anything going wrong in me? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like the answer this morning. It's not always like that, but this morning, I didn't like what I heard. Okay? And I had to get some stuff straight, and I had to work some stuff out before I came over here and preached to you tonight. But I want you to know God dealt with me. And I pray to God that he keeps on dealing with me and keeps on dealing with me because you know what? Because I can always need some, some cleaning, some more scrubbing. You know, the enemy is always trying to get inroads in my life. He's always trying to mess with me, always trying to break my, my resolve and my spirit. And he does that subtly. You know, you, get, you do one thing right and he goes, oh, aren't you so nice? Aren't you so wonderful? Look at you. You all that and a bag of chips. You know, you just, you just, you know, and Satan will get on your side so that you won't see what he's trying to snip you. (laughs) Watch it when your enemies start talking good about you, you know. So every now and then I've learned, I got to go check myself. I got to go, wait a minute, God, you know, I think I'm doing okay. You tell me how I'm doing. Not me trying to figure it out myself. And when he does that, boy, whoo. But it's worth it because now I can come here and worship God in spirit and in truth. And that's worth all the jelly donuts. <laughs> Hallelujah. For to be a hearer of the word and not a doer is like a man holding his, beholding his natural self. <laughs> in other words, it's the real you. Yes. You know, it's, his, it's your natural self, but it's, it's just the real you. You know, who you really are on the inside. You know, we, we could dress this up and we could talk right and we can walk right. But I want you to know that God is always dealing with the inside out. You know, and we, we, in the, we, we allow God to change us from the inside out. All things become different. The church changes. The neighborhood changes. The store changes. Your family changes. Your kids start acting right. And even if they act wrong, they still come mess with you and stuff. You know, sometimes you, your kids go crazy on you. I don't know if you got kids like I got kids, but every now and then they remind me how I used to be. <laughs> woo, woo. They test my resolve. And, and I want to respond in the way I used to respond. But now I won't let nothing mess with me. I'm looking at the man in the mirror. I'm not trying to blame anybody. I'm not trying to find fault in anybody. I'm trying to straighten myself out. 
and be used by God. Be a vessel of honor. I got one more scripture for you. If you'll allow me. When he said created me a clean heart, he said, God, make me know. He said, renew a right spirit in me. Change my spirit. That man, listen to David. He was saying the man that committed that sin, I don't want to be him anymore. I want to be who you want me to be. Somebody who won't do things to harm you against you and you already have our sin. I don't want to do that anymore. Change me from the inside out. Whoa, what? There's no more powerful prayer that I know of outside the prayer of salvation that you can pray. Create in me a clean heart, oh God. And renew a right spirit within me. Create in me a clean heart, oh God. And renew a right spirit within me. From thy presence, oh Lord, take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and renew a right spirit within me powerful powerful listen to this and I'll close in Matthew praise the Lord somewhere hallelujah wait a minute (laughs) got messed up by a song In Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20, listen to us. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. I just want you to know that when God cleans us up, he commissions us. And he sends us out to teach other people about him. It doesn't matter where you came from. Doesn't matter where you've been. The prayer of David that he prayed in the, the 51st chapter of Psalms, it took care of David's sin. It'll take care of yours. Now, I don't know what the enemy has played, how he's played a role in your life, but you don't have to let him beat you. No, you can have a clean heart. No, no guilt. As far as the east is from the west, he'll remove your transgressions from you. And when the enemy comes and tries to remind you of who you used to be, you'll say, you know what? All things of old things have passed away. All things have become new. That old person is not here anymore. 
I've been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer the I that live, but Christ in me, the hope of glory. My life ain't going to be about me. It ain't about me, got nothing to do with me, but Christ in me. Hallelujah. It's now flowing out of me. You know, I don't know what you're talking about. That person is gone. I'm alive in Christ. God will create in you a clean heart. And he'll renew a right spirit with you. Not only today, but every day of your life. You better check yourself. You better keep yourself right with God. And get your eyes off of others. Off of problems, circumstances, situations. The beginning of all healings. The beginning of making all things right in your life. Begins between you and God. And you keep it between you and God. Say, God, before I have to go out here and deal with this, first let me make sure that you've dealt with me. Father, there be any wicked way in me. Who be ready? Because he's going to tell you the truth. <laughs> he's not going to lie to you. It's now time, church to make all things right with God. Look, I don't know who you are. And I don't know what you've been going through. But God says it stops here. It stops tonight. First of all, you need to humble yourself and know that you didn't create your spirit in the first place. And you didn't give yourself your own heart and stuff. God knows the heart. He's the only one. He gave you his spirit. He breathed in you the spirit of life. And God made it. He's the original manufacturer. He's the only one that can fix it. If you'll allow Jesus into your life tonight, he'll fix it from inside out. If you're here tonight and you want to receive Jesus for the first time, Maybe since receiving them, you've fallen away and you need to make things right with God and you need to come back to him tonight. If that's you, you need to renew your commitment with God or you want to receive Jesus for the first time without shame, without hesitation. If you're serious with God, raise your hands and say, Pastor, pray for me. That's me. I thank you for that hand. Anybody else want to come to Christ tonight? Don't be ashamed. He wasn't ashamed of you. Thank you for that end. Anybody else? Hallelujah. I want you all to stand right now. I want you to be in prayer for people. If you raised your hand for salvation, if you raised your hand for rededication unto the Lord, I want you to make your way out of your seats. I want you to come stand on these altars. If you meant to raise your hand, I want you to come too. Just stand right here. One more thing, if you're not sure, if you're not absolutely positive that if you died today, if you breathed your last here, you would breathe your first in heaven, I want you to come out of your seats. It's time to make sure. It's time to make your election sure. Come get things right with God. You come. Hallelujah. Woo! 
want you to extend your hands to these that are here. And all that are here and everyone in this house, I want you to lift your voice and repeat this after me and mean it from your heart. Say, Lord Jesus. I'm asking you tonight to forgive me for all my sins, for all my mistakes. I know you paid the price for me. You died on Calvary for my sins. You died and rose again and are alive forevermore. Come into my life. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and be my Savior. Write my name in your book of life and make heaven my home. Thank you, Lord, for hearing my prayer. And thank you, Lord, for forgiving me in Jesus' name. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you, Lord, that all those that prayed their prayer out loud, Lord, excuse me, prayed that prayer out loud and met it in their heart, according to your word, Lord, that they're saved. That their past has been forgiven and the slate that lists their sins have been erased and you've removed their transgressions as far as the east is from the west, Lord, and you remember them no more. They are forgiven and their destination is heaven now. They are a child of God. I pray right now, Lord, that you would fill them with your Holy Spirit. Whoa, shout that and give them a purpose and give them a destiny for their lives. I ask you to bless them now in Jesus' name. Now there's ministers that surround you. They're gonna pray for you and they're gonna, they're gonna help you. Hallelujah. Y'all ministers, y'all go right ahead. I want to put out a general call right now. You know you need God's help. I mean, you love God, but this thing in the past, there's things in your life that keep coming up. You need to be cleansed. You need the spirit of God renewed inside of you. You don't want to play games. Not with God. He already knows. But you know that there's something in you that needs to be scrubbed, that needs to be washed. I want you to know that God is not going to condemn anybody, but he is going to help you. If you need prayer to make your heart right, to be renewed in your spirit. I'm going to ask you to take a step of faith. It's a brave thing to do. Is to make your way out of your seats and come stand on these altars. Me and the leaders of this church want to pray for you and agree with you that God's going to help you. That God's going to renew a right spirit within you and give you a clean heart. Won't you come tonight?
good, good Father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. You're a good, good Father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways to us. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways to You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are, it's who you are, and I'm loved by you. It's who I am, it's who I am, it's who I am. Won't you put your hands together for Jesus? What a powerful word tonight, amen powerful word tonight. Lord, thank you. Come on, just thank him one more time. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives, God, all across this place. God, all across this building, how you're touching youth right now. You're, you're touching the children. You're touching those online. You know, I want to pray for a family that's been a part of our church and uh, the Metlickas. Peggy Metlicka, um, she was online all these past, oh, I'd probably say a year, just couldn't get into church. She had a lot of physical difficulties, and she rarely missed a service. She was always online. And she went to heaven. She she graduated and off to see Jesus. On into eternity. Pastor Vince and Ava, you guys ministered to her there at the hospital those past days that she was there. She got home. She was home for three days and went ahead and went to heaven. And praying grandmas, I was with the family and the praying grandmas, thank you. Family told me, you know, all that you've poured out and blessed them. And you really, really touched the family for, for the Lord from the church. I just want to lift them up right now. Father, we pray. Is anybody else grieving Barb? Barb lost her husband just this past week. And we'll pray for Barb. Amen. Let's pray for Barb. Anybody else you grieving? You're hurting. Yes, sir. 
All right. Come on, let's get some folks around. Around Leland and his wife. You might be hurting. Come on, just the closing moments of the service. We're just going to pray that God touches you. Becky Day, would you come? And you're no stranger to funerals and death and runs our extension there at the Primrose, KC Primrose. Come on up and just pray for God's comfort for all of these. Amen. And we lost somebody. Yes, I have a memorial service on Sunday, this coming Sunday for Vivian Skeen. Let's pray for Vivian's family. Father God, your presence is no sweeter than at the time when we pass from here to your presence. Till we hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. But when we lose those that are so close to us, there's a hole, there's a void, and you know that. And your peace of their understanding and knowledge of you and their belief in you sustains us because we will see them again. Father, we just pray for the Skeen family, Lord. They've just lost their mother. Vivian was anxious to come home to you, Lord. She knew you. She waited to make that transportation over to you. She knew that it was just a step from here to there. We ask that you would be with the families of these others here that are now in the grief process, Lord. There is no one who comforts like you do. There is no peace. That peace that passes all understanding comes from the heart of a father, Father God, who understands the sacrifice. Jesus, I just thank you that you know the pain and the suffering and that you send your ambassadors in angels in people with skin on that you would appoint to these families to minister to their needs that you would shine through mostly Jesus bring the memories the good memories back to fill the void touch and heal Lord and bring joy into the morning in your precious name Lord you are beyond measure we give you all the glory and we thank you that we have security, that we will soon be with those we have lost. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can feel free to hang out. We're going to put some, I was going to say easy listening, but we'll put on some slower sort of anointed music. People are, people are being ministered to. Let's go ahead and close, but if you want to hang out, you certainly can. Please be sensitive to people here. If you could have the fellowship out in the lobby there. Reach across, take someone by the hand, won't you? Powerful word, Pastor Vince. Praise the Lord. Come on, let's close tonight. Lord, you're awesome. How you bring a word in season, how you speak to us, how you touch us, how you heal us. We stand in awe of your goodness, Lord, towards us. The gifts of the Spirit have operated and are operating freely, Lord, now, and how we've been ministered to by your Spirit and your Word. We thank you for Pastor Vince, Minister Ava, and their whole family. We pray a blessing upon them and the work of their hands and the ministry there. 
And Lord, bless your people. Cause your face to shine upon us. Lift up your countenance towards us, oh God. Be gracious to us. Keep us. Give us peace. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. God bless you. Open invitation for anybody desiring to move forward in leadership. I don't care if you've been here for a week. It doesn't matter. Saturday, 5 o'clock, right here with our own senior associate. You come. If you've been through that class, come through it again. It's going to be the uh, leaders class and uh, class on vision. You don't want to miss that. Anybody can come. Saturday, 5 p.m. Bring something to share. We're going to eat. Bring a dish. Amen. God bless you. Get involved. Praise the Lord. Hope to see you Sunday.